Welcome to the next episode of the ABCs of ERP and Beyond. This time we'll be discussing the crucial moments in any ERP implementation project, the cutoff and go live stages. These are the moments when the system transitions from the old to the new and when the rubber hits the road in terms of system functionality and user adoption. It's a make or break moment for any project and there are a lot of things that can go wrong if not handled correctly. So across the next two episodes, we're going to be exploring some of the two do's and don'ts for these critical stages. And as ever, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Narav Shah. Welcome back. Hey, Peter. Happy to be here um, and excited for this topic. You know, it's, uh, it's a very important one. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's a good one because we've spoken about this slightly before, haven't we, about go live and we keep saying it's really, really important um, yeah. and not actually discussed some of the do's and don'ts. So um, that's really going to be interesting in part two there. But uh, part one is also just as critical, isn't it? This this cutover um, sure. stage. For sure. Absolutely. It's It uh, requires a lot. You know, this is the third event. Right. You remember we were talking about events when we started the series. Mm. Uh, we talked about the kickoff and then we talked about the pilot, the UAT, the pilot test, which is another event. And here's another important, you know, impasse in the project is we're ready to start using the ERP implementation. There's some people in the organization that are chomping at the bit because they know how much better it's going to make their job hmm. responsibility and, and, and their day-to-day -day workload. And there's other people that are super scared, right? And nervous. And, you know, it's a big change management thing going on. And, um, you know, how do you battle that? Right. And then, and then, you want to make sure, you know, as the steering committee or the project sponsor, that it goes off without a hitch, that there's no issue, that we haven't left any rock unturned, right? We've mm. thought about every possible situation and we've confirmed that it's all going to work for us. We have our reports, you know, ready to go. So this is mm. that critical moment where the decision is made saying the system has passed all major validation points from our process, from our data, from our users, right? Perspective mm. past all those different checks and let's execute now a plan to, you know, remove the old system, you know, in replacement, put in this new system. So when everybody, you know, begins working on a specific day, it's going to be only in the new system. So this is a very mm. important important milestone and the what I call, you know, one of the final events of the a full, you know, deployment uh, mm. on an ERP project. So can't, can't stress uh, the importance enough of making sure that this, the, you know, that it's, it's properly thought out. Mm. Okay, so in terms of the cutoff, then um, we would need a plan, I guess, some kind of checklist or is that how you'd work? Exactly. So let's kind of think about what, what are we talking about? We say cut off, cut over, right? Um, we're we're, we're going to, you know, what are we going to do? What does that mean? Um, what that means is you're, you're at some point going to cut off your current system, but we want to be able to cut it off and extrapolate all the data we need out of there properly, right? Um, yeah. And then put it into the new system. Okay. But there's not only just looking at that data, but look at other, you know, stakeholders in this process. So it's important to create a 
cutover plan, right? This cutover plan should be very detailed down to, you know, specific users, resources that could be internal or external. Um, you know, in our company at Edsir CRP, we, you know, make sure that we identify if there's any tasks that we have to complete as part of the cutover process that we know, you know, who's, you know, what that task is, what date we need to get that done by, right? And if there's any issues or challenges that we need to, or constraints we need to take into account before completing that. I mean, it's, it's a very, very detailed plan that starts the process of you cutting over to a cutover weekend. So this could be two weeks before you go live. It could be three weeks before you go live, before you started. But essentially, it's it's this it's this detailed plan that's going to give everybody a task that needs to have a task of what yeah. to complete, when to complete it by, so we could stay on track, successfully cut over and deploy and start our goal live support. You know, over once the cutover is complete. So you know, part of some things that are included in a cutover plan. Right. You need to take into account external factors like do we need to plan for user holidays? We can't just assume everyone is going to be available because they might not. Yeah. Right. There's people have taken vacation. They've already pre-committed to things. Maybe there's a conference going on right that week. Well, that's probably not a good time to cut over and go live if you have a big conference or a trade show. Right. Um, you know, are people still cleaning up the data? Right. Is there some data cleanup that needs to happen? Um, you know, has the legacy data been reviewed? Right. And this is an important one because data structures between software, be between ERP systems, right. It could be different. Mm. Right? There was, there was actually something I responded on LinkedIn this past week. Um, we had, uh, I was responding to uh, a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Sam Gupta on uh, LinkedIn, and he yeah. he mentioned something about you know how you have two different systems and two different table structures, and how do you how do you manage that, right? So for Business Central, for example, one of the solutions that we sell, Business Central keeps purchase orders open even if they've been fully invoiced and and, and re re received. And the reason why that is is because it allows you if you ever get a return on that original receipt if we turn back to a vendor we could add a line back to the same po number that the vendor already has to receive that item in as a replacement whereas mm -hmm. some other systems they it may they may automatically delete the po right mm -hmm. if it's fully invoiced and received so we need to understand that data structure why are certain systems behaving the way they do right so that will help us how to structure that data and bring that into the new erp system because you eventually you got to map Purchase orders, sales orders, invoices, AP or AR, right? You know, map all the, that open activity to your ERP system so you could bring that over and have that as part of your cutover so you could start transacting with those records when you go live. Because you can't mm -hmm. leave them behind, obviously, right? Because we want to keep everything in the new system. So that's yeah. part of the plan as well, the cutover plan, is to make sure that you've taken a really thorough look at your data between your legacy system and your current system and how that matches because if there's mismatches there right there may have to be like some extra files that need to be created you got to merge a couple files together to create one file to import the data or is there opportunities to create apis 
directly from you know linking to the legacy system that pushes data right into the new system, which is also possible. But you need to have that as part of a, a, a task in your cutover project plan so that does not get ignored. And yeah. you know you, you get the right people looking at the data um, to make sure it's going to come over as we expect it to and not assume it's going to come over correctly because there could become that that could that could have a lot of hiccups and mm. negative negative you have negative um, you know type of um, create negative situations from a cutover perspective because that could take so much more time than you anticipate if it's not reviewed mm. up front yeah what else do we need to plan for um, other resources involved here yeah, you know, it's just not, sometimes you know, I look at this, it's just not the partner and the consultants, you know, it's it's end users, right? Who needs to do what, right? We might need the finance person on the customer team to be available to run AR reports or AP reports um, on a Sunday, because that's when we get all the you know records in. We might yeah. need the sales team to be available on a Saturday, for example, to put in open sales orders, because... If you're only looking at 200 sales orders to put in, it doesn't make sense maybe to create an API, you know, or a import file for that. Maybe it might just be easier to hand enter that. Maybe the data is not trustworthy in the legacy system. That makes sense that you want to hand enter some of that information. Yeah. Well, then you need to have the right resources available and plan for um, uh, for that weekend, right? And, and by the way, I always recommend that a cutover is done over a weekend, not during the weekdays. <laughs> at all right. uh, because you're not transacting it's not a moving target right you want to make sure excuse me that this is a a static frozen uh time in the system mm -hmm. that you could take a clean you know set of data and move that over to the new system so it's not like a moving target um you know are there any third-party apps that you're going to be using in the new system um, you know, maybe a special shipping integration that you're doing or a special EDI integration. Well, have we informed that third party app so they're available to make sure that they're that the system is set up from a third party app perspective, right? That that data yeah. that we're moving from the, the legacy system is coming over correctly to the new system. So there's a lot of different um, stakeholders in this process that need to ensure that they're available, that they're mm. planned for accurately. So you could you could have a successful cutover because this is not just a one man show. This is not a one a one sided show. You know, it's not for you know just the partner to to do. There, everyone has to have all hands on deck to ensure a successful cutover. Okay, um, very interesting stuff. Point number two, then uh, create a go live company. So uh, what's the point of this? Yeah, so when you create the plan and it's approved by all your, you know, key key users, right? The proper stakeholders in the company, it's, you know, you've defined it down to the detail of, you know, locking people out from the general ledger and when to get when to unlock them to come back into the system. With that point, you want to start the process of creating your production company. And this is a company that you're going to start preparing all that legacy data coming over into the live company. But this is the company right. that you're going to use when you go live. Everyone's going to log into that and start transacting. That's going to be okay. your production company um, in perpetuity with this, you know, with, with the new ERP system, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you want to create that as early as possible. So you're going to start setting it up, make sure some of the setups from your testing environments come over correctly, or you need to reset some things up, right? You want to ensure all third third-party ISVs and apps have been installed 
in the production environment. Okay. Um, and they're set up correctly, right? A lot mm -hmm. of times they get installed, but they forget to get set up. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there at GoLabs and how come I can't use it? Because you, you're really not testing anything in the GoLive company until you actually start transacting, right? Yeah. So you need to make sure that's done correctly. Um, okay. You want to make sure that the static data is correct. And what I mean by that is your usual suspects, customer vendors, items, item unit of measures, chart of accounts, resources, not stocks, right? Other base and master setup tables that they're all correct and accurate based on the way you have completed your pilot or UAT testing um, yeah. and that approval, right? Just you, you initially you may get a blank company or you could copy, you know, your pilot company over into a, a new production company and bring a lot of this information over, but it's worth, you know, checking that one last time. Okay. I have, an, mm -hmm. I have a funny story here. Actually, we recently took a customer live on Acumatico and their whole system was ready to go. They had, you know, everything they needed, but what they didn't check is their item unit or measures. They just assumed it was correct, right? And and what we realized is that the the item unit measures were never really tested. The customer never really tested it, even though we tested a few, you know, kind of handful of items during pilot testing. But you can imagine you're testing five items out of maybe twenty thousand SKUs, right? Mm -hmm. In in, a, in the system. So when we bring over their on-hand inventory, their on-hand inventory went in with the wrong unit of measures. So essentially it was the wrong quantities. Yeah. <laughs> so now instead of having five boxes of something, they have 50,000 <laughs> each. <laughs> and that's not how the inventory, right? Uh, realize this during a Saturday, during cutover, Obviously, we're going to help the customer get through this hurdle. Uh, we reformatted some Excel files for them. We kind of looked at what their legacy system had and how it was set up and then did some, you know, programming magic around the, behind the scenes for us and got everything, you know, straightened out before before go live. But it's one of those things. Look at the data before mm -hmm. you decide, uh, assume that, yeah, whatever came over from Pilot is going to be accurate, right? And, and it's all there. Sometimes it's not, right? Here's a case in point. A lot of times, right, during the ERP implementation, you're going to have, you're still running a business while it's trying to implement your business, yeah. your new business management solution. So you're still onboarding new customers. You're still putting in new items. You're putting in you know, new vendors. Well, that pilot data, maybe just a snapshot of when you went, when you started the implementation, that was never refreshed. So you may have a slew of new customers and vendors and items that never got put in to the pilot company. And if you convert that into your production company, you're going to miss all these new customers that you created. Yeah. So it's accurate to do one more cross-check and validation. Hey, do we have all our customers, items, vendors, right? And all these other different data elements I talked about in your production company, because mm. you're going to need those. So it's important to ensure all your, your production company data is, is accurate and, and on point. So you can go ahead and, and start transacting with that information. Mm. Okay, so that links into number three here, I guess. So we're talking about the amount of data that needs to come over. So what can we do to maybe minimize this amount of like open live data? What can we do here? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very, very good point as well is, you know, 
face it, right? It's every company is going to have just a ton of data, right? They're, they're maybe transitioning from a system that they've been using for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. You can imagine how much information is in that database, right? But yeah. you kind of have to have a clear line in the sand, say, okay, what we're going to bring over and what we're not going to bring over, right? Um, and there might be opportunities to now clean some of that data. You might have open aging, you know, over 120 days. Well, you may know if it's 100, over 120 days, we may not collect on that anymore. Let's write it off. Or, you know, let's go and chase these customers. Let's get the cash in, you know, so we can close this open AR. There's no reason to bring that into the new system. You know, maybe you have uh, AP, open AP out there saying, that, yeah, you know, we have some of this sitting out there. We could pay off half of it. So, you know, that minimizes, you know, the number of open AP records that we have to bring into the new system. Um, open sales orders. There might be some sales orders that we were sitting on. You just got inventory. So let's go and push that out, you know, so we don't have to bring in, you know, a, a ton of new open sales orders into the system. So it's making that judgment call, saying how much of this data could we clean up before we go live, right? So, the, yeah. you know, what I always say is the more you can clean up before you go live, the easier that cutover is going to be, the less data you might have to manually put in, the less data you have to map over and import into the new system, right? Um, it just makes it, makes it smoother from that standpoint. And then also make decisions such as, um, how much is which historical data do you want to bring in? You know, I'm, you know, we're of the opinion that historical data, for, especially from a sub ledger perspective, close sales orders, close quotes, you know, close purchase quotes, close blanket order, all that stuff. You really don't need that in the new system. Keep that in your old system. You know, hook it, hook it up into a Power BI, you know, report, or hook it up into, you know, run some custom reports around that thing, so you could get, you know, access to the database and run reports. But in your new ERP system now, this new shiny new thing that you said, you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna start driving this thing around on, 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 on what was that highway, the Pacific Trail One or the US One Highway in in, in California. Uh, mm. You get these nice views, you're in this nice ERP system. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it just, you know, start fresh, right? And there's some justification to bring over some of that historical data, that's fine. You know, uh, sometimes it's common at some point, but we recommend at least, let's try hard not to bring some of that over to create any customizations around that. Uh, you know, how we're gonna balance, you know, bring over our general ledger, right? How many years back do we want to go in terms of balances for our GL to run comparative PNL and balance sheet uh, type statements? So, you know, all those decisions are going to have to be made during this phase is, um, you know, making sure that we're bringing the right level of data over. Uh, so when people come over, come, come to work Monday morning, they, they it's basically a snapshot. They pick up where they left off. They know the yeah. orders they put in. They know the orders that they're following up on. They know what they have to do next. Um, and there's no questions about that. Okay, I want to jam, jam in number four here. Um, mm -hmm. Just linking back to what you said, it sounds like there's a few different options for getting this data into the new system. Uh, and maybe it's a blend of different, maybe it's a different um, part of the system and it's easier to do it a different way. So what options have we got? We sound like we could, we could use API, we can do a manual process. So what goes into the decisions on this and what are the options we have? Yeah, you know, generally speaking, when, you, when you're talking about like open AR, open AP, on-hand inventory, um, you know, GL balances, those generally could be imported in because all you're doing is putting in the header records, right? You really yeah. don't have to need, you don't really need the lines, the detail lines for those type of uh, records itself. So that's pretty mm. simple and straightforward to import. You know, you start running into problems where you need the detail. 
Um, so for example, sales orders, right? Um, you could have in your legacy system, you could have a sales order that's 50 lines, but out of the 50 lines, you shipped out 10, right? Completely, and you've invoiced the 10. So you really have 40 lines open on the sales order, but it's an open sales order, sales order nonetheless. So mm. in that situation, you need to manually put that in what I would recommend is because, you know, instead of having to extract out only the lines that you have remaining, right? It's easier to do it manually at that point, right? Along with that, right? What if there's partial lines? What if there's a lot of sales order line that, you know, out of 10 pieces, you already ship five and invoice five. We need to really just bring, you, bring over the open five on that sales yeah. order line. So you know, it, it all depends on the detail and, and, you know, what you have there. That's why I always say it's always a good call to scrub that data and, and understand, you know, how much is it better to bring manual over versus versus import. Generally, anything that's detail related at the line level, I say do manually versus import is when you're just doing, um, you know, more header, header, header level records that, that doesn't require the detail to come over. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's one crucial department, I guess, in the entire process of an ER, ERP implementation, and that's the financial side of things. So um, I guess there's some kind of financial approval process involved in this cutover stage. Yeah, exactly. And this was probably, you know, the most important step at the cutover is to get the customer's blessings. Okay. Um, and, you know, oftentimes when we do our cutovers, we tell our customers in advance, you know, whoever the controller is, the, the vice president of finance, right? Even maybe the CEO, we're going to need their final approval when everything is in the system and the system is now ready to be switched basically on, meaning we would yeah. activate the general ledger postings, we'll start letting everybody in the system and start transacting from that specific goal life date, right? So what we call that is a financial cutover approval. And that right. is reconciling the open AR report to the accounts receivable GL balance, the zip match, right? Uh, same thing with the, with the AP, your aged accounts payable report, does that match with your accounts payable GL balance? On hand inventory, same thing, run our valuation report, does that match our GL balance? Um, mm -hmm sub ledger to the actual balances does it all match from it from, from all the different control accounts that the system uses to maintain data integrity from a sub ledger and financial posting perspective so you know that 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 we we, we request and and we almost require that there's that final check from the customer saying yep check 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 everything matches the sub ledger between the financial you know, balances and we're ready to go live very nice. Um, I think we should flip it. So with every good do, there's just as many don'ts. So um, let's talk about some of the don'ts or the things to avoid then during the cutover phase. Uh, number one I've got written down here is not having the emphasis on having this proper cutover plan. So we've said this before, and I think um, we have actually got a cutover plan or at least a checklist that we want to share with the community. So um, find out later on and we'll tell you about how to get one of those. But what is this uh, pitfall that we want to avoid here on this um, cutover plan? It's assuming that, you know, as soon as you're done with your pilot, you're ready to go live. You're not. You're really not. Uh, you need to have a plan uh, in place and it should always be probably one of the most detailed plans you have throughout this whole ERP project. Yeah, you're going to have right. a ERP project plan. You're going to have a cut your pilot plan. This plan is like what I get life and death. 
uh, not to that extreme, but this is very important, right? To the success of a, a deployment. You've done all this work. You don't want to miss anything, essentially. Yeah. So not having the right emphasis on this plan or you know, having the right sense of uh, detail to this plan, I would say don't do that. Because if you miss something, it turns out to be a critical point. Someone's not, you know, someone's not, you know, scheduled to be in the office that week, and they're they're, they're central to this process, or you know, the ISV has told you uh, that they're going to be on vacation, and there's no one going to be supporting this. You know, don't do that. Have a plan in place and know what everyone should be doing, when they should be completing their tasks. Get confirmation so you can ensure a successful deployment. Mm. Okay, I want to jam in another don't here. I guess um, saying about the potential complexity and definitely the importance of this stage is to avoid doing this in a busy period. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, try to cut over and go live, right? That obviously depends on how big the company is and, um, you know, what does a busy period mean for them, right? Uh, so on and so forth, what industry that they're in. But typically speaking, right, if it's your busy period, Try to avoid a go live that period, right? Because it's just with everything else that's going on that time, you know, it will just ease the nerves of everybody. It will make your transition smoother, right? Um, without having people running around with like, you know, high stress uh, and, and, you know, to meet critical dates and things. Um, that's just a recommendation from my side. Now, I know we've taken customers live on a busy period and it's been fine. There's a lot of factors that that, that that go behind that particular decision. But generally speaking, if you can avoid going live on a busy period, avoid it if you can. Okay, yeah. And it goes without saying, like you said earlier, about this being kind of a weekend process because you haven't got as many people in the office. You're probably yeah. not processing orders. You're not doing shipments. You're not um, right. You know, doing anything uh, that would get in the way of this cutover point so exactly i guess yeah. that's also um perfect time to do it uh number three uh contingency wise then not having a rollback plan yeah i cringe a little bit when i hear rollback during cutover because really you shouldn't have one you shouldn't really need to do one but it's always necessary to have a documented plan just in case just in right. case right um, in case everything were to go south and, you know, something happens where no one could get access to even the environment, right? Let's yeah. say right before you go live, you have an on-premise solution, which do people do on-premise still, Peter? I don't know. I but yeah, let's say you can't, so you install a new shiny system, it's on-premise, your server gets hacked. Oh my goodness, right? Like what's the what's the fallback plan? Have a rollback plan on that, you know, revert back to your legacy system or, you know, if you have another system that's set up as a backup, have that mirrored, um, replicated potentially. So in case you need to switch over to the to another server, you have that available. There's a lot of different methods out there, but just it's a one-liner. Think about it, right? Think about the worst case scenario that could happen in your industry and just prepare for it. Um, don't have to probably put too much time into it, but at least... You know, it's in the back of your mind in case it does happen that you know you know how to react to it yeah okay i would like to just say that our old system that we're currently on is on-prem i'm hoping okay. we'll get a, <laughs> uh, a cloud one um, in the not too distant future then. 
Uh, okay, number four, not getting official pilot testing approval prior to the cutover weekend. Yeah, so yeah, everybody wants to go live. That's the ultimate goal, right? But if you haven't taken time to properly do a pilot test and get a proper approval, right, your goal life is going to be rough. So no matter how much work you do on the cutover, right, mm-hmm. you're just not going to be prepared for a goal life. So yeah. it's important to get the proper approval during pilot testing. So that gives you more, I would say, encouragement and awareness that the company is ready and stable to go live in the new system. Mm. Okay. Number five, the last one I have uh, links into number one here is not informing third party apps or um, ISVs about your cutover plans. Yeah, totally. I mean, again, this is one of those no-brainers. Is if your third, if your vendors don't know that you're going live, your third-party vendors that apps that they bought, right? Third-party solutions to help support their business process. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're going live. Maybe they don't have a production key for you, a production license ready to go. Right? Mm-hmm. You might still be operating off a test, a demo license potentially. Yeah. Um, right. Um, there's some setups that they have to do that they are unaware that you've been going live, yeah. that they'll even you know set, set up for you. So it's important to keep them in the loop, incorporate them in your cutover plan so they could be involved in the process to ensure a successful deployment. It's, you know, we're all in this together. There's a lot of different people in this particular process. And the last thing you want to do is keep people out of it, right? The more awareness you could give to the right people, you know, they're going to provide feedback, you know, um, and, and be able to get you over this very critical event to go live, essentially, which would be Monday morning. So yeah, to keep them, keep them in the loop, have that as part of the project plan and, you know, all, all will be well. <laughs> he says with a smile on he his says. face, knowing that the real world isn't always like that. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. Now, I think there's some key themes that we keep um, seeing in these is communication, good communication, proper planning, um, and I guess, uh, like not making assumptions are probably mm-hmm. the, the priorities, uh, I guess, across yeah. all these do's and don'ts. Absolutely. And I'm really excited, you know, to share a sample project plan and cutover project plan with our, with our listeners, if they like, you know, um, kind of review that, use that as a template, as your starting point, um, for your, for your cutover and integrate it into, into, into your plans itself. But this is a really important topic. I'm glad they were able to do it as part of the series, Peter. Um, and, you know, we're open to questions or even suggestions. If there's, if there's specific dues that we've missed, you know, add, add them to our link, add them to our chat, reach out to us. We'd love to add it in here. Keep, you know, keep talking about this. Cause you know, there's these, these are what we consider best practices. Every industry does it a little differently, you know, um, so if there's certain things in certain industries that, you know, we need to incorporate here, we'll love, we'll love that feedback. So hopefully this is informative for everybody. Yeah. And if we've got some plans that we can share with uh, people, um, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you email me directly at naravcha at adsiriserp.com. So we'll also try to go ahead and put a link for that uh, email address in some of the platforms where you're listening to this and, and, and try to find it and looking forward to that, you know, feedback and sharing the plan with you. 
Very good. So I guess this is part one then. Part two will be coming up uh, in a couple of weeks' time. What have we got uh, in a fortnight time? What are we talking about? The go live. So we've done all this Uh-oh. cutover stuff. We've done all this cutover stuff. We've got the blessings. We got the stamp of approval. We're going live. What happens next? <laughs> what a cliffhanger. <laughs> Uh, just remember watch like and subscribe and you'll find out you'll find out exactly (laughs) good well as ever a pleasure um as always narav shah i will catch you on part two in a couple of weeks perfect excellent peter thanks so much thanks everybody for listening have a good one